Hello, 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 hello. You are listening to Are You Two in Love or with Eva O'Byrne and Lucy Holmes or Lucy Holmes and Eva O'Byrne, depending which way you like us. Um, today we are talking all things poetry, plagiarism and even testing our knowledge of Ruby Core. That's going to be interesting. I have a lot of opinions um, and I am very excited. Um, oh, I, hope, I hope everyone's having a good Tuesday. How are you keeping Eva? Oh my gosh, so I am in the midst of getting ready for a ball. Lucy knows this. I'm sitting here with a fucking tiara on my head. Like, this is, this is like, not normal behavior for me on a Tuesday. Normally I'm, like, tucked up in my pajamas watching some Drag Race, but no. Um, I'm currently in my Debs dress, so welcome to life at Trinity College Dublin. I think that a lot of our notions are, are um, very comparative to a certain influencer who is known for her lifestyle at Cambridge. We are going to be talking about Caroline Calloway and why some people hate her, why some people love her. I personally am a fan because I love a woman scamming her way through life, but I do realize that she has a lot of privilege to be able to do that. I don't know what you think about her, Luce. So, first of all, I'm going to say, I'm currently on FaceTime with Eva, and she looks chef's kiss, stunning. Um, not that she doesn't always, but she looks phenomenal, um, and she shall go to the ball. But I know very little about Caroline Calloway, except, like, the odd thing you've told me. So, please, please share all, reveal all. Who is Caroline Calloway? What does okay. She Why is she oh, my... Okay. Before, you know, we, we go into the depths of talking about Rupi Kaur, and her possibly stealing her whole like line of work and her whole book like milk and honey seems to be a plagiarized book it's a whole scandal we'll talk about it in depth and like what we think and you know obviously because she is a woman of color it is you know i think a lot of us don't want to accuse her of plagiarism and like that's a whole issue in in of itself but let's talk about caroline calloway because she's (laughs) she's fun she's fun to talk about Caroline Calloway is, according to Google, an American known for posting Instagram photos with long captions. She gained popularity while a student at the University of Cambridge. She is 29 years old and she has just like, like she she's just nuts in a way. And, and I love it. I love it so much because she is, um, you know, not like because she's non-typical and non-conforming um basically she has oh my god so like she she's known to be a scam artist essentially and it it actually turns out i think that she's she's most famous for uh writing these long captions these long essays on instagram she she didn't actually write the majority of them someone else called natalie did and they were close friends uh like caroline has nearly a million instagram followers she is like she's just she's always been in the media since around 2015 and it, it, she is a media phenomenon because like for example she um she charged 165 dollars for a, creati- a creativity workshop um she like she ordered a 1200 mason jars for goodie bags for this creativity workshop and then she didn't have anywhere to put these and they were just like overflowing her home. She set up an OnlyFans where she like impersonates famous female literary characters. Um, we're not sure if Calloway is like has money if she doesn't. She randomly has two really nice cats. Um, she lives in New York. She lives in a really nice apartment. Um, she, she, like, she's just, she's just a hot mess. Like she's the definition of a hot mess but people love her because she is so unapologetically herself and yeah I just 
it, it, trying to explain the narrative of Caroline Calloway is great. Like she's even been in the Irish Times, you know, like people are obsessed with her. <laughs> you know, like Caroline Calloway is one of those names I've seen around. You're probably like, why, why in God's name are you talking about Caroline Calloway? Well, like Eva said, she is known as a scam artist. We're talking about mm-hmm. like, plagiarism. There's a lot of scamming going on in the poetry community. But Eva was like, we need to talk about Caroline Calloway. <laughs> um, yeah, we do, though. Like, like she, she's created her own career. Like, she has created her own career out of nothing. She, like, apparently all these essays that she wrote on her Instagram feed about her life in Cambridge and this idyllic life that she lived while in Cambridge, had while in Cambridge. Like, you know, all the balls, all the stuff. Like, she was in the Daily Mail several times when she was in the UK. You know, she, she wrote all these really, like, long, dreamy paragraphs. And apparently they weren't even written by her. They were written... um by this girl Natalie and it's unclear like what the relationship was between them like they like like so Caroline joined Instagram in 2012 and her friend Natalie Beach was another creative writing student at NYU um, and she like would sometimes be paid to write these captions and, and sometimes wouldn't but really like she created Caroline Calloway created this um lifestyle where she seemed to have it all um she actually graduated with a two to two which is like you know no it's it well in cambridge that's known as a drinker's degree because she went there for this the social status rather than working hard um and she yeah she she got a book deal never wrote the book apparently um her memoir sold for like over a quarter of a million dollars um and then yeah she's just continued to not make she doesn't make any sense and i think that's i think that's the appeal um she also charges 140 dollars a pop for her art she's not a renowned artist she just make she just scams her way through life and it's like imagine if anyone else tried to do this bar bar a, a white woman like they would be slot like it's like uh gwyneth paltrow and the way she markets everything is essential she they feel like you know the definition of a girl boss but they also are kind of villains in this narrative because like caroline used to write long essays about her ex-boyfriend um and he told her to stop and everything like it, it's it feels manipulative this is like because I, I like like my awareness of caroline calloway is just like the odd thing you've shown me or the odd thing you've shared with me like all i know is that she brands herself as a scam artist and she's cancelled like twice a week for doing something really idiotic. And like it's so yeah. it's so strange to me, like I think this is such a thing with cancel culture and I'm not getting into that because it's a whole other like issue in and of itself. But mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like you're cancelled except oh well you're pretty and you're privileged and oh I guess we'll mm-hmm. you and it's just like I don't understand like like I don't really get influencers as a general like rule of thumb, but like I think it's it's probably the one the enigmatic nature of Caroline Calloway. I never thought I'd be saying that as a sentence, um, <laughs> but also like it's the fact that we love a bit of drama. We yeah. love a bit of drama, and drama follows her wherever she goes. So like a full like clear narrative of this all. So she kind of became like she was well known when she was at Cambridge. Went on, did other things, did this one hundred sixty five dollars seminar. Um, where Car- where Callaway like cut corners, coming short on catering, um, unprepared to host large events, 
um like she the internet called her a scam artist and then she had a second live event um called the scam where she told people could just drink oat milk and discuss self-love and you know really it's just she doesn't seem to care it's very much like tana mojo you know when she had that that youtube event thing and it and it turned out like the fire festival yeah that i forgot the name of it for fuck's sake and like it, it was exactly like that um and like not so her friend natalie beach claimed that she was the one who wrote the instagram post that made callaway a star twitter had a field day over this and then callaway gained a reputation for being like the internet's best known scammer um, and she's continued to, like, she makes merch with Scammer on it. And, like, she has an OnlyFans where she's made, like, th- hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, she's clearly still really successful. But it just show I think it shows that, like, um, cancel culture isn't really real. Because she was never held accountable. She's still making thousands upon thousands of dollars like it's been deemed a white girl journey she's a, like known to be one of the most classic instagram influencers of all time you know it's it's very much like it it doesn't make any sense and i think that's the appeal of it because people can't make any any true sense of it um like it, it was a fairy tale that she tried to sell everyone and continues to sell people like these excessively long paragraphs and you know talking about impossibly charming british guys and drinking champagne in cambridge and you know like here's an example of one actually like um people ask me all the time how to get into cambridge and i still don't have an answer i applied to the worst college st edmunds and it really is the worst objectively every year something called the tompkins table ranks the 29 graduate colleges and matters extremely much to everyone in the co- in a college that does well. In 2014, St. Edmunds came in last, and I don't doubt for a second that I got in because of magic. Sure, I had some CV talking points, but so did everyone else who got the courage to apply to Cambridge and got rejected. I know because every year since I turned 18, I've applied to Harvard, Yale, and Oxford and been turned down. I'm 22 now. This picture is one I took myself at Cambridge at a ball at midnight, Oscar's arm around my waist. But like getting in, it would be a very long time before Cambridge became the magical place I wanted to be. I love my magic, but it's funny that way. It's like she tried to sell everything as like, like she made herself the main character of her own story. And she still is. And I think that's why she's still famous. I mean, you know what? Like, part of me is, like, really angry. Like, why are these people, like, relevant? Why do we talk about these people? But also, I'm like, you know what? I respect the grind. But, like, on that note, I think, since we're talking about scam artists, um, mm-hmm. there has been a lot of, like, questions thrown up about the poet Ruby Core and mm. the legitimacy of her work and whether or not it's been plagiarised. Now, if you don't know who Ruby Core is, um, the best way to describe her poetry is, like, insta poet and i don't mean that as an insult she is like the textbook definition of exactly what an insta poet is it's those like short brief poems with minimal punctuation short lines and a small illustration most of those poems that you've seen like floating around instagram nine times out of ten they are ruby core and the thing is i know a lot of people i know a lot of people that really like ruby core's work they're like i really like what she does and I will completely respect that. That's fine. I'm not 
I'm not here to question any of your choices. I'm not here to relate to things. <laughs> choices. Yeah, choices. Um, choices. If you relate to these things, if you're comfortable, like if you find a sense of comfort in them, I, you know what, good for you, more power to you. But I, a lot of questions have been thrown about, up about Ubicore over the past few years. Like, there's been a lot of accusations of plagiarism. There's been a lot of accusations that she's like, bringing down like the quality of like poetry as a general concept which is wild mm-hmm. to me because no one has that much power um, no just putting that out there no one has no that power. just because poetry is accessible doesn't mean it's lost any value like that's like saying that because um like the printing press was invented reading became less valuable like are you are people were living without reading before the printing press look what can i may i remind you you're common if you read that's all i'm gonna say um no um, i like my women the old-fashioned way (laughs) they can't read (laughs) no but i've had a very like rocky i'll say relationship with ruby core's poetry um i thought you were about to say with reading with reading i'm i'm illiterate guys i'm sorry i'm sorry to tell you this way um i'm doing a drama degree and i'm completely illiterate it's kind of awkward we don't talk about it but no i've had this very like uncomfortable relationship with ruby core's poetry Mm -hmm. it is like minimalist poetry i have absolutely no problem with but it takes a certain amount of skill to execute it well and to Mm -hmm. execute it in a way that like is interesting to me personally and ruby core just doesn't do it for me i know ruby core does it for a lot of people um and to take a shot and that's why she time. is so famous yeah, you know to take like a shot every time i say ruby core but um i know like she does it for a lot of people but like i i love a good long poem um and i think there's a lot of people that maybe deserve um as much of a space as the one that she is currently like taking up and like pop culture like i think she very much deserves like the outreach like she is um an asian woman of color and she talks a lot about like her identity in her poems and i think that's great and i think it's mm-hmm. great to have like representation in a like like in poetry where generally a lot of poets are like white men so it's nice to see and i think like a lot of her celebration is deserved but i also think a lot of her criticism is deserved so i've been rambling on for ages Maybe it's time I actually explain what happened. So basically, Ruby mm-hmm. Core has been accused several times um, in very long Tumblr posts, of all things, um, of plagiarism. So, there is a black poet called, and I'm going to butcher this name, I'm so sorry, Narielle Heat, um, and she published a collection of poetry called Salt a year before Milk and Honey came out mm-hmm. and stylistically they are very very similar They are very and they similar. use a lot of the same metaphors and analogies which makes me uncomfortable when I read because like I get that Rupees you know it, it is linked to her culture literally the symbolism of both Milk and Honey um, are very prominent themes in like well to be honest every culture but like they they are intrinsic to her identity and especially her first collection of poetry and it it is so uncomfortable when you realize that her whole style her whole anchor of her artistic career is most likely based on a lie 
See, the thing about Ruby Core and Ruby Core's poetry and these accusations of plagiarism, like, um, Waheed's poetry is very similar, like, stylistically. It's very mm-hmm. minimalist poetry. Um, it's very, like, like, it lacks punctuation. It's very short. It's very to the point. It's very, like, unfloral is the way I describe it. Like, if you mm-hmm. read any, like, classic poetry, and I'm using, like, air quotes on that, like, Someone like Yeats, for example. Like w- Wordsworth know, or someone. Yeah, like, there, you know, yeah, Wordsworth is a great example. There's a lot of flowery language in there. And a lot of um, Core and Waheed's poetry strips that back and kind of gets to the like message of the poem. I think, personally, Waheed does it a lot better. It's much more interesting. It's much more eloquent. It's much more well put. And now, the accusations of plagiarism. While I do agree, I think there is a careful line we have to toe. Because metaphors such as milk, metaphors such as honey, these general mm-hmm. themes are things that come up in poetry time and time again. You can find a poetry from um, 10 BC and it will have references to milk, it will have references to honey. Like Yeah, like the very fundamental thing. human things, yeah. Yeah, it is, like, it. these are, like, very, like, these are very much things that are part of the poetic language. Like, you will see metaphors crop up time and again in different poems. It's a thing that happens. It's, like, describing, like, sadness as winter or, like, as white as snow. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's, 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 like, it's poetry. But the issue here is that they are so similar. And now the thing is, mm-hmm. you hear plagiarism, you think, oh, line by line, word for word, they are the exact same. And mm-hmm. I think we can all, like, Cor has come out and said on several occasions that she takes a lot of inspiration. From inspiration, women. yeah. And I think there's but a like, line between inspiration and plagiarism. And plagiarism. It is just frank plagiarism. And for, like, she was named the writer of the decade in 2019, and I was like, that is just, it's not bullshit. Like, you know, she has put out four collections of poetry that is a lot of work. But at the same time, you look at people like Elio O'Toole, who frankly plagiarized her most famous piece, most famous poem. And she got, like, she doesn't have a career anymore because she plagiarized. And it's like, is it because Rupi Kaur is stealing from other minorities that she isn't being called out for what she's doing? I think, I'm, I think it's a more complex issue than just um, kind of like it. it's because um, Wahid's a minority. I think it's the fact that a lot of Corey's poetry deals with identity and like yeah. very Asian specific identity that people are very hesitant to question like yeah. to, to like criticise and I think you can... I saw the worst phrase describing the plagiarism and like it was obviously like in support of Corey but it was like Oh, all um, women of color talking about identity really do sound the same. I was like, that's incredibly demeaning. Like, there there is a difference from having a shared theme of trauma and identity, and frankly, copying someone's artistic style. Because, like, a lot of uh, his poetry actually as well, a lot of it tends to be longer than Rupi's as well. So it's like. It, it, it kind of begs the question like is Ruby like almost not bothered to write long poetry or does she know like is she she create like she helped popularize the genre of insta poetry it's short enough to get tattoo on yourself it's aesthetic it's you know it can be put onto your lock screen it's very just like it I, I get that sometimes it feels it feels meaningless and it, it's very easy to make fun of and I think that it feels even more meaningless because 
we're all starting to become more aware that it could just be this lifetime of stolen work, you know? Like, the thing is, plagiarism isn't the only controversy that um, Ruby Core has faced. Yeah. She has faced a lot of other um, kind of controversies around how she writes her poem, how she phrases her poem, and how she talks about the collective experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do have issues with this concept of collective experience. Um, yeah. I was reading an article about it, and it puts it really well, so I'm going to read this out. Um, it was talking about how... Um, although Core talks about her like experiences as a woman of colour and as someone of Asian descent, she fails to like recognise like the privilege she had um by coming from a very wealthy family and like a lot of people a lot of like people have like kind of lashed out at her and been like, It's not fair for you to assume we all have the exact same lived experience. And sorry, the article I'm gonna quote in, in his book, in his 2007 mm-hmm. book, The Literature of Indian Diaspora, Theorizing mm-hmm. the, the Diasporic Imagery, academic Vijay Mishra writes, of the new wave of openly mobile South Asian immigrants and their uneasy postmodern trend towards collapsing diasporic and historical differences in the post-colonial literature they produce, Gore indeed seems to know little difference between her educated Western Indian Canadian self and her ancestors or even modern South Asian women of similar age in rural Punjab. She suggests that the way all South Asian women move through life is universal, uniting herself with them by insistently returning focus to the South Asian female body as a locus of shame repression in her collection. And look, I will be very like clear and honest, I am a white woman. I obviously yeah. do not know. We're both like, we're both white. We, we are inherently so privileged. Like yeah. white is fucking we are like, milk in this in this scenario. Exactly. Like and I'm not here to like comment on race. I'm not here to like pass a comment on like what it means to um identify as a minority because like at the end of the day, I'm a white person. What can I say about that? Yeah. When I when we are having this discussion, we are not criticizing the content i.e. the thing it's talking about, but more so how she approaches the content, the form yeah. that she uses. And a lot of her poems use, like, a lot of her poems talking about the universal experience, as she calls it, um, uses the we pronoun. Yeah. It detaches itself from I and uses the we. And she has been called out in the past for doing this, for the fact that, and I will, like, content warn this trigger warn this i am mentioning mm-hmm. rape um she has been called out in the past because she had a poem discussing rape and very much insinuated that it was her own personal lived experience and that it was something she went through but mm-hmm. she used the pronouns we we did this we did that um like it was a very short poem i don't have it to hand i wish i did but like when she was further pressed on this she was like no this is a universal experience of becoming a woman and a lot of people found it very like upsetting for someone who has never lived through that experience to speak on it and speak on it in such a way that it's like oh well it's just a thing that happens rather than like addressing the issue and addressing that it is a problem that women are sexually harassed women are like raped women are attacked i think like oh i like i get really angry thinking about rupert's poetry because you can write poems. You don't have to explain your poems. That is fine. But you do not get mm-hmm. to claim, like, I... We have suffered. We have suffered. We have gone through this. Because, yes, there is a collective experience that 
people do go through, that women do go through, that I'm sure Asian minorities, like there is a certain, to some extent, there is going to be shared experience. But to be like very like openly like, yeah, no, we all experience like really bad sexual assault and take someone else's space that could, mm-hmm. that has actually experienced that. Oh, I'm wording this so badly. Like I wish I was so much more eloquent, but the fact that there is people out there and I hate to be like, we live in a tokenistic society, but we live in a tokenistic society. Mm-hmm. Bippy Core fits the box of someone who has gone through experience X, Y, Z. When it turns out she hasn't gone through experience X, Y, Z, that causes a huge problem because people who have actually gone through that experience no longer are able to take up that space in the room because people will yeah. say, but we already have someone who's gone through X, Y, Z. We don't mm-hmm. need another one. And I know that's horrible, but that is unfortunately how the world works. We have a huge problem with tokenism. Western societies are really, really bad for it. We see it in modeling. We see it in campaigns. We see it in media. We see it on TV. We see it everywhere. We see it in our films. And poetry is no different. Yeah. And like, I think the thing is, is that we have to be like very aware that obviously I can't speak on what Ruby Core is talking about from the point of view that I am not like an Asian woman. I am not of yeah. We're not like South. We're not South Indian. We we don't understand even within like the religious element within India. We will never. I mean, yeah, we will never understand what it's like to be, you know, part of a community that like, like it, we do have our problems here in regards to misogyny in regards to everything else in India. Like, I know myself that that it it can be a thousand times worse. And as and as well in regards to policing, in regards to a lot of things, in regards to like the current state of affairs in India, like we can't comment on these things because we have never gone through these experiences because we are from like a very wealthy um, Western country that you know, like it, yeah, we're insanely privileged, and it just like it feels like a disservice to the world of literature though when she does try to illustrate this collective experience because there's a big difference, I think between the life that she has led and the life she could have led if her family had stayed in India. And it's just like, I, it just feels like such a disconnect. And I think the, the disconnect within herself, thinking that like it's fine to profit off someone else's style and someone else's work. And then, because initially I felt defensive of Ruby Kaur because of the way people make fun of her poetry. And I was like, why? And I was like, if it, if it was a man writing the same, why would we be making fun of her in this way? But I, 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 at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think we can praise Rupee's poetry for something that it's not. And it, it's not that good. Like, some of it's good. Some of it was revolutionary for its time. But it was someone else's thoughts and style and writing, you know? Like, the, the problem is, is that Rahid and Kaur both come from this, like, they both originated on Tumblr. It is very much, mm. like, even though we're calling it hashtag InstaPoetry, it is very much derived from... Tumblr. Tumblr style Tumblr text posts specifically and they both kind of worked in the same circles they both knew of each other's existence but at the end of the day like Wahid did it for one of them was named writer of the decade yeah, like did it better and one of them was named writer of the decade and I know the thing is is that like obviously like my personal opinion heavily like comes into this I'm not going to like put my hands up and be like oh I'm completely unbiased because personally Rupi Kaur's poetry is not for me and mm-hmm. like it's perfectly plausible that my bias is coming through when I discuss this 
But I feel like, like the thing is, is that like style similarities is one thing, metaphor similarities is one thing, themes mm-hmm. is one thing, topics is one thing. They can be similar. Yeah. When all of them are similar, when all and of even them the physical, close, the physical style as well, when it's written down. The way it was written down and the way that it's broken up in terms of structure and actual illustration, it feel it just feels like carbon copies of each other. It does it just doesn't feel right when you look at them compared side by side. Um, you can have a shared identity in terms of like, you know what, like it's like saying that oh because someone has a true true crime pod- podcast you can't have a true crime podcast. No, you can do, you can do things on the same topic. But they, if they're exactly the same and one comes out after the other, there's at least an indication of foul play. And I definitely think that more people should be aware of this before praising Rupi Kaur as some kind of revolutionary when she could have easily um, and probably did and has acknowledged that she takes a lot of inspiration from this one particular poet that is uncannily similar. Um but, yeah. yeah, and like the thing is, is that we constantly hear like, like the thing is, is that I think Instagram and social media as a platform is great because it's made poetry so much more accessible. It's made it, yeah, it's given people a platform to be able to share, like their poetry, make poetry cool again. Their work, yeah, make poetry sexy again. I say that quite a lot because I believe that poetry is sexy as fuck, but only when I write it. No further <laughs> comment. Um, no, all joking aside, like, but it. It's like, I think these platforms are great, but I also, like, yes, Rupi Kaur kind of brought it to light and made it, like, aesthetic and made it this thing that it's like, oh, isn't the, doesn't this poetry look aesthetic and beautiful and pleasing on my story? But, like, because of that, because the focus is on aesthetic, and you could debate this back and forth for years, some people would say aesthetics and poetry not a thing other people would mm-hmm. say well is that not the poem within it st- itself the aesthetic of the actual poem and this is where we're getting into like a line of postmodern thought that i don't want to even yeah. delve into but like i think sometimes if you sacrifice content for aesthetics i'm kind of like oh you know what good day to you sir I've, I've had enough because the thing is is that I don't think poems have to be about anything I've written so many poems and they're about absolutely nothing and that's fine like poetry is so hard because it's so hard mm-hmm. to talk about because it's so subjective and I understand how subjective it is but at the same time like I can write a poem about nothing but that doesn't mean the poem doesn't have meaning it doesn't yeah. mean that someone doesn't pick it up and read it and go oh my god I take yeah. xyz from this poem um, and on that note, I'm going to cut on, cut in with a song. Um, my, I'm going to say one of my favourite poets, but easily, like, up there. Um, I'm very bad at, like, <laughs> I'm very bad at choosing favourites. Anyone that knows me knows if I'm asked for a favourite anything, I will give you a list of about ten different songs, ten different films, ten different poets. Um, so I am going to play you Suzanne um, from, from by Leonard Cohen. Um, if you haven't already listened to Leonard Cohen, he is a phenomenal poet and he always described himself as a poet not a singer not a performer always a poet um and i just i don't know i just love that you can be like lucy that's so pretentious and i'll be like yeah yeah it is and i love him for it um so this is suzanne by leonard cohen and you want to travel with her and you want to travel blind you can trust her 
before she's touched your perfect body with her mind. And that was Lenny Cohen with Suzanne. Such a beautiful song. If you haven't so heard Lenny Cohen, do I like Lenny Cohen? And speaking of favorite poets, over on our Instagram at our YouTube love or we asked you, what are your favorite poets? And I get so excited talking about this. This is one of my favorite questions to ask people because I feel like it tells you a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. Their favorite poet. Um. So we got a lot, a lot of answers. I mean, a lot of answers. So I'm just gonna run over the most common ones. Sylvia Plath was said so much. Scorpio Queen. Sylvia Plath, I adore. Um, Audre Lorde, another great poet. If you haven't checked out Audre Lorde, fabulous, fabulous poet. She is truly amazing. There's a couple of Ezra Pounds, which I didn't expect, but Mm -hmm. here we are. Um, Emily Dickinson was mentioned a lot. Elizabeth Bishop. Elizabeth Yelp Bishop, I did I did her for the leaving cert. I I that was the leaving cert and did not like her. But anyway, we moved. I I loved her. She was a depressed lesbian. That's an icon to look up to. I mean, mean, aren't we all? No further comment. Um, (laughs) A lot of Irish ones came up, which made me really really happy. Um, (laughs) someone said it would be Yates if he wasn't a sex pest. And I agree. Like, I think some of Yeats's poetry is really, really, really good. But, like, I just cannot abide Yeats as a character. He's just... Oh. Yeah. But, like, I think the co- common running theme um, in a lot of those answers is... And I'm not being dismissive whatsoever, because one of my favourite poets also comes from the Leaving Cert course. But it is poets we did for our Leaving Cert. And I think mm-hmm. it's such a shame that we don't have, like a kind of culture around poetry in Ireland that we don't like go and just sit and read a book of poetry I mean I do but that's because I'm a loser and I have no friends but here we are um, <laughs> but like <laughs> there is so many so so many wonderful poets out there that I feel like just don't get enough recognition because we don't have that culture of like going to like poetry readings or like sitting down and reading poems or like I just think like poetry Oh, I'm okay. I'm 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 like stopping myself from going on like a passionate rant about how much I love poetry because anyone who knows me or has held any conversation with me about poetry knows how much I love it. Knows how much I love writing it. Knows how beautiful I find it as a form. I think it's amazing. There's so much potential. Like, I just think writing as an art form is beautiful. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough of me being a pretentious wanker. Um, I want to talk about my favorite poet, and it's an Irish poet, and it is a poet I did on my leaving cert. But I don't care. He is a phenomenal poet. And um, if you have not read Brendan Kennelly's poetry, oh my god. Listen, you're gonna hate me. You don't like Brendan Kennelly. No, I think he's I think he's like he's okay. How could you sit no. there and read I had again, I, I begin again? Okay, and- no, I did defend it. I did defend that one. I was like, if there's any poem that blew me away, it was begin again. All the others that poem, mm. that poem, like, sits in my heart. Like, I'm, I'm more of a poem. Heaney girl myself. I would marry, if, if Seamus Heaney was alive now, I'd marry him. See, I okay. know he's, like, a significantly older, but still. I have, I have a lot of issues not with Heaney, 
but the way Heaney is talked about. Because mm-hmm. Heaney is a, in his poems never directly addressed the North. He never directly said, like, this is what's happening in the North. This is, like, the troubles. Not that I believe he had to, and a lot of people will debate otherwise, not that I believe he had to, but a lot of the, like, discourse and discussion around Heaney's poem is, like, he would be like, the North wind blew, and people would be like, he's clearly talking about the North of Ireland, he's talking about the troubles, like, he's talking about people, like, a war, and I'm like, like, come on, like, that's a, that's a bit of a stretch, it's a little bit of a stretch, but any, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Heaney, we also asked, Who's an underrated poet you know? Um, and some of these answers were people they knew, but some of these po- um, answers were also uh, poets they did not know. And there is one answer I want to give a massive shout out to because uh, she was genuinely one of my favourite poets. And again, I don't know her. Um, she died in the 70s as this person. Uh, no, sorry. She died 70 years ago as this person okay. highlights. But it's Mina Loy. Um, mm-hmm. Mina Loy was a modernist poet and... She has, like, several futurist manifestos. I wrote an entire essay on her two weeks ago because I love her that much. Mina Loy is another phenomenal poet. But we got a lot of answers of people that genuinely know other people, and it makes me really happy. There was <laughs> there was a lot of Lucy Holmes in there. <laughs> I was like, this is very nice. I'm not paying you all enough to say that. Um, but we got, like, some Faber poets. If you haven't, like, checked any of the Faber poets, Faber... Uh, have like a poetry award I think it's every year um, and they like recognise up and coming talent um, Dan Bize says me and I agree with them uh, excellent poetry. they are they are my one of my favourite people <laughs> in the world so yeah obviously they deserve that shout out shout out and a half to Dan B poetry yeah um, but no we are going to end this I feel like I'm all over the place. I don't know why. I feel so out of breath today. Um, don't worry. I don't Mercury is an Aries, baby. Yeah. It's well, it's it, a chaotic time it's right now. It's a chaotic time. I, like, my brain is just not functioning. But um, we are going to end this episode on um, a very, 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 very important note. Um, so while uh, Eva and I were doing our research, <laughs> I came across the most wonderful thing I have seen in my entire life and it's from a website called babe.net I am not joking no it's not a porn website how dare you say that how dare you think that um but it is a quiz is this a rupee core poem or some shit we just made up so live on air me and Eva haven't done this but I'm so excited live on air Eva and I are going to take this quiz so okay quiz. I'm ready is this a rupee core poem or some shit we made up? Okay, hit Your me, baby. Slash is a museum line break of a natural disaster. So rupee. That, that, okay. that has to be rupee. Okay, we're going to say rupee for that. Oh, it's one of these ones that you don't get your results until the end, but there's only 10 questions, so okay. we let you know. It was as though somebody had slid ice cubes down the back of my shirt. I'm gonna say that. That's made up. That, that no, that has to be made, made up. up. If Rupee wrote that, she should quit. What? It's a Rupee core. No. <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh no. Sorry. It sorry. is like someone slid ice cubes. Yeah, the back of my shirt. The first one was a Rupee core poem. Um. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Museum of Natural Disaster. That's Rupee core. It was as though someone had slid ice cubes down the back of my shirt. Another one by Rupee Core. So, 
You are like a mountain, unmovable, line break, solid. What do you think? Made up. Made I up. I think it's made up. Yeah, that one was made up. Yup. She was music. <laughs> but he had his ears cut off. Oh, I feel this one. Made up. That's made up. Yeah. Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> That's a Ruby Core poem. <laughs> this is wild because I don't. I haven't no. read enough of Ruby Core's poetry to be like, yes, I know it's definitely. That's a. She was music, but he had his ears cut off. We've all been there. Me. We've all fallen in love with Vincent Van Gogh. It happens to the best of us. Okay, on to the next one. I will never feel how I did when I was with you. I can see that as a Ruby Core. That's poem, Rupee. But I can that also has... see that as like inspirational Instagram quotes. You know, no, it has really, it has really to be it has to be her. It has to be no, her. No, that one's made up. We are oh. wrong. Number six. So I fell asleep wondering if I would ever see you again. So is this one made up or is this one Rupee Core? I'm gonna say it's Rupee because that would be it would make sense. No, that was also made up. That Fuck me, off. Have you seen, I'm sure you've all seen, like, the Whisper app confessions, like, screenshots from the Whisper app. It's like a big yeah. meme. Well, it's a big meme to me, at least. That's, so I fell asleep wondering if I would ever see you again. That sounds like a Whisper app confession. Okay, so number seven. We are nearly there. There's only three more. Okay. Left. Oh, my God. This I don't think getting, I can handle anymore. Tense. This is getting tense. Stay, I whispered, as you shut the door behind you. So, is that Rupee Core or made up? I'm just going to keep saying it's Rupee. It is. You are Yes, baby. Um, Finally. Number eight. Growth is sometimes small, but you are strong. So is that Rupee or made up? Made up. That is made up. Number yes. Nine. Fall, line break. In love, line break. With your solitude. Is that Rupee or made up? Rupee. That makes sense. Because all, <laughs> all the line breaks are like, definitely rupee. I was like, like a lot of these have line breaks that I just have to read again. But I was like, that that's made up. That is made up. They're just words put together in a sentence. That is rupee core. And now, <laughs> the very last one. I will never forget reading babe.net. <laughs> made up, clearly. Yeah, that one's made up. Imagine, um, imagine it wasn't made up. That would be very funny. If you want to do that quiz, you can go to babe.net yourself. I promise it is not an illicit site. Why would you think such a thing or say such a thing? How dare you? How rude of you. Um, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, but yes, on that note, on that wonderful, amazing note that I can't believe Ruby Core put ice down her shirt. But here we are. It was like someone's lip. I'm getting that tattooed on my ribcage. That is my final statement for the day. You can hold that against me. Um, but yes, on that note, we are coming to time. This has been Are You Two In Love Or? I have been Lucy Holmes. Eva has, of course, been the wonderful, amazing, beautiful Evo Byrne. And I hope you all feel like you have ice cubes down your shirt. Because I won't get them. Anytime I see you, Eva, there's just ice cubes down my shirt. What can I say? Um, but yes, we have been talking all things poetry, we have been talking all things plagiarism, and we talked a whole lot of Rupee Core, which I never thought I'd do. We will, of course, share some poems up on our Instagram, and if you have any pals that you'd like us to share on our Instagram, send send them our way. I would absolutely definitely. Like we should do a we should do a poets uh like post like a post of... a little poets corner. I would love that. 
And I definitely won't just post all of myself because I'm not conceited. Why would you say that? Of so course. Um, but yes, on that note, I am going to end you with a song. And I am going to go... Mm, no, I was going to go with Famous Blue Raincoat by Leonard Cohen, but that is like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate sad song, as beautiful as it may be. So I am going to like completely change tone and go with Call It Fate, Call It Karma by The Strokes. This has been a YouTube and Love Award. Thank you so much for listening in. If you were listening in live, big kiss. If you were listening back in the podcast, even bigger kiss. Thank you so much for all of your support and all of your engagement on the Instagram. The Instagram was crazy this week. I definitely will talk about poetry more. People seem to really like it. So thank you all so much. Anyway, this is Call It Fate, Call It Karma by The Strokes. Goodbye. Say hi.